Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute Movies at Jurassic World One Minute at a Time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're discussing Minute 93 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, heading over to Jurassic-P.com, we have a new article up here uh, on Laura Dern, the character. Character? No, the actor, <laughs> and not and not the uh, not the character of uh, Ellie Sattler. Um, some of the new articles that are going up over at Pedia uh, on the actual actors behind the uh, characters we love so much. Yes, this is another one of those that has been added by one of our recent recruits, Dilorex. So, surprisingly, we had not actually had this article up there. I was really surprised when I when I saw that this was one of our new articles. And being that we kind of only just started getting to doing actor articles just as Jurassic Park Legacy was shutting down, it does surprised me that it took this long to start doing them again. Hmm. Some of the ones that we had um, started working on just off the top of my head was Pete Postlewaite and uh, Michael Jeter, who had played Roland and Udesky, respectively. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd, sort of, even going for IMDb here, when you look at a lot of the stars that were in that first Jurassic Park, a lot of them you see them, well, Sam Neill might have been the same, but um, Samuel L. Jackson and um, all them sort of going on to have pretty big uh, careers afterwards. I, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I, I didn't know Laura Dern before Jurassic Park, and I hadn't really seen anything post Jurassic Park, I'd say, until uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, which isn't. Actually, really same. <laughs> there was a series called um, Little Big Lies that she had headlined in there was i think it was an hbo series that was based on a book series and that was the only thing i had seen her in since Jurassic park 3 yeah actually yeah yeah looking at the filmography here that's on the uh, on the site being a being a pretty strong character in Jurassic park um and a memorable one then only really doing two or three other projects for the rest of the 90s I suppose Sam Neill's the same. He um, there's only a couple other films I know him from, <laughs> apart from Jurassic. Mm. He's starting to get out there now as well. But I'm um, I'm sure we'll return this article and some others as well in the upcoming uh, times when Dominion's released and they all come back together on screen. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that. 
I'm really looking forward for the main three coming back. Yep, I just want to see how it all comes together because <laughs> it's going to be one big ass movie. <laughs> Hope so. All right, so uh, for as I said, more articles going up on the uh, the actors behind the characters we love over at Jurassic-Pedia.com. Imagine if we had these puppies in Tora Bora. Your boyfriend's a badass. Dave, we're going to get a minute ninety-three. Yeah. Alright, minute 93 of Jurassic World opens with four raptors and a motorcycle and ends with Claire finally being a responsible parent. Last minute, Owen and the raptors were out running through the jungle and Claire was watching via a tablet. As we continue into 93, after appearing um, through the partition behind Claire, Zach says, your boyfriend's a badass. <laughs> and <laughs> she doesn't turn, she just smiles to herself. Uh, she never... knows it's true. Yeah, but we've never really had any mention that they were dating or... I think earlier... I think earlier he uh, she'd only just describe him as a work colleague or something. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's just an assumption on, um, <clears throat> on Zach's part, just because, I mean, frankly, this is the first time that him and Claire and Gray have spent any time together in the whole movie. Like, yep. length of time. Yep. They could also be looking behind the scenes too, as well, he come out with her to search for him. Whether, wherever, wherever she's been, he's been by her side pretty much since they all reunited, so... And we don't know what discussions happened in that uh, G-Wagon for the hours it took mm-hmm. for them to get from the, the main street to the, the Raptor enclosure. Seeing how badass Owen is, we cut back to him on the motorcycle in the jungle. Uh, looking behind, we get a shot of Barry on his quad bike, looking uneasy, and that Textron Tiger behind them. We cut back to the control room as Hoskins, Larry, and Vivian sit watching the camera feeds on the main screen. Uh, all sorts of information around the uh, the screens here, but it's a bit hard to see. And I was going to have a screen cap of that, but I haven't, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, Hoskins mentions, imagine if we had these puppies in Tora Bora. And Larry just looks at him uneasy. <laughs> I don't know. We've mentioned before what what could possibly happen if these things are out on the loose. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to see what happens when they're out on the loose. Yeah, yep. Well, we talked about a lot of that when uh, back when Hoskins and Alan were talking about the military applications for the Raptors and that at the pen, so probably not much else to <laughs> add to that. Uh, Hoskins calls over to a subordinate uh, ask him if he's recording this thing and then picks up uh, a soda cup and takes a big old slurp <laughs> even though it sounds empty which I think was Larry's from earlier it has that <laughs> soon to be empty sound to it yeah, yeah you're, you're pretty much sucking up the uh, the water from the melted ice now <laughs> yeah though quite it does back the question um, <laughs> how how long has, or how many times has Lowry refilled that same cup today? <laughs> well, how, where is, is there a vendor or a main street that's still open that he can go? Is it in the staff canteen mm-hmm. or something where you can just keep on filling up these gulp cups? <laughs> I was going to say there might be like a vending machine or something like that. Like one of those movie theater Coca-Cola machines yep. that, as in, like, the staff break room that is, like, one of the staff perks. And he just goes there and refills it all day, every day. <laughs> well, even just your standard vending machine, too. I know a lot of people that can't, don't like drinking your sodas from a can. They'll, they'll pour it into a glass or a cup. Um, 
he might be just getting the getting the coke out of the out of the cart can and tipping it into his cup because he can put two or three cans in there. <laughs> it doesn't have to go back as often. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that um of that uh, picture I saw. It was a meme where somebody put a popcorn bucket up to the pop the pop filler machine. <laughs> his <laughs> caption, sir. Sir! <laughs> Something different. <laughs> Would you consider this to be a gross-out scene, having Hoskins taken Larry's cup and drinking from it? It's sort Not of a long... gross out, more piggly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get scenes like this where you have the villain, you'll pick up someone's sandwich and take a bite, or um, <laughs> do something like this and just put it down and expect the, the main character to then drink it or eat it after the, uh, he's had his sweaty pans on it. Yeah, I was going to say, usually it's done for like comedic effects because the person whose cup it belongs to will then <laughs> give the person stealing it a dirty look. Yeah. And you don't see them drinking from the cup again for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So I, I imagine it's probably done like that where it's just a dick move on Hoskins' part and Lowry... We don't see it, but he's giving Hoskins a dirty look and won't drink out of it for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that cup's gone in the bin. <laughs> we cut back to the jungle, and the, the CGI raptor's running. Uh, Barry looks at his GPS and realises the pack's slowing down. We're pretty sure those quad bikes have got speedos on him. He'd know <laughs> that um, something was happening and they're slowing down, and Alan realises it too, <laughs> and says into his uh, lapel mic, they've found something, or they've got something. Um, then we stop. Owen holds up his arm, and uh, the other vehicles stop behind him. You'd think the Indominus would hear these this convoy coming from miles away, especially Owen's bike is very loud. Yeah, um, I mean anybody who's uh, been around a motorcycle knows that how loud they can get. You know. Yeah, especially at night time, uh, we can see sort of the bit of that mist in the in the jungle and in the moonlight, so it's probably a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. And again, it makes you wonder the plan. If it, Rodeo, we're going to let the Raptors go. They're being tracked, whether it's implant or the the cameras on their heads. We can stay mm-hmm. back once you see them sort of start to circle the target. And we know exactly where it is. We can move in, even if we stop. Well, here they stop some distance away and go the rest of the way mm-hmm. on foot. But I don't know why the Indominus is just here waiting for them apart from plot because it knows it needs to talk <laughs> to its brethren. Um, in a couple of minutes' time, it's. Mm-hmm. But the the engine troops pile out of the vehicles and take up positions in the jungle, and I do love the moon effect here again. You just see, even though it's probably just um, big lights have set up in there on the set to uh, light the area off scene, just having that um, that light effect streaming through. I think we mentioned in Jurassic Park 3 where we find the parachute, the fact there that the sort of that afternoon sun lights streaming through the trees and how it's not a natural occurrence just because the way light diffuses through the canopy of trees with leaves moving, that sort of thing. But it does look good on camera. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, and this is going back just a couple of seconds ago, but when... Um when Hoskins mentioned that he wished that these raptors were available resources during the Battle of Tora Bora, that kind of makes me wonder if he was part of that campaign. 
For those who don't know, the uh, Battle of Tor Bora was part of the United States invasion of, of Afghanistan, which is now currently on the other end of the spectrum where we're leaving. And the Tor Bora cave system was an area in the mountains that uh, was um, basically the United States forces went in there to look for bin Laden uh, on information that his network was working out of the cave system there. And apparently they were able to secure the cave system, but bin Laden had escaped. And I'm assuming that Hoskins would have liked the Raptors there because he doesn't think bin Laden would have escaped out of the, <laughs> out of the caves if they had been. They would have, in his words, gone right into the right to the enemy and eaten eaten them, uh, boot belt buckle and all. Yeah, well, that, I should have clicked from that earlier earlier conversation he has that it's a a newer newer conflict. I I hadn't looked at it before. I've just googled it now. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I was going to um, look into it for the minute as well, just to bring it up. I I assumed it was a um, a Pacific battle in World War Two, much like. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mid, not midway. Uh, whatever the last arm was, where you had the the Japanese entrenched Guadalcanal. Yeah, and the the they were there for um some time after the war it ended too. Still, um, in the in their in their trenches and then in the secret tunnels and that um holding off the island. But mm-hmm. no, it's a lot newer. <laughs> well, I I was kind of curious because I had never heard of the Battle of Tora Bora during World War Two, and I'll admit I am not at all very well versed in the the desert and storm in the early in the late eighties or the war on terror from two thousand one to two thousand twenty one, but so I, I kind of just had to look it up just to see. If it had a relevance to this, yeah, I'll um I'll drop the link to the wiki article in here. It's got a map of it where it is, and uh, in relation to mm. the invasion of Afghanistan as well. I think the main reason I thought World War Two was obviously Tora Tora Tora, the uh, the Japanese mm. war movie in the Pacific, which has absolutely no <laughs> no link to this whatsoever. So I feel kind of stupid now even mentioning <laughs> World War Two, but uh, yeah, and it's sort of it's he is the prototype of what they try to do with the Indoraptor next movie. Again, militarized raptors, uh, the current wars, Afghanistan, Iraq. So they, um, that's where they'd want to try and road test, use the, use the raptors and, uh, and sell them to the military. But uh, everyone moves forward towards the raptors as one. We cut back to Claire as she watches the feeds from the soldiers, it seems, uh, one guy walks in front of another while his rifle's up, which is a big no-no. <laughs> you, you could have shot that guy in the back. Normally, when you're moving with weapons like that, you're side-by-side. Side. If you are walking single-file, um, that weapon's pointed to the ground. <laughs> bad bad weapon there that could hear by these uh, soldiers of fortune. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, though, that, I mean, okay... Go, again, going back a little bit, but this shot of the raptors coming up over the hill drives me nuts with the animation because it makes their tails look so floppy and fatty. Because yeah. <laughs> they're just kind of like, 
bouncing there in, in with their stride. And it's like, ugh. I mean, I know that they had the flappy tails in The Lost World, but this just seems like somebody stuck a stuck a five pound weight at the end of their tail, and that's the movement you're getting as they're walking. Yeah, and we mentioned this all the way back when the the heads were in the cradles. Uh, just CGI doing too much to have little twitches here and there. Same mm-hmm. thing here with the full body stuff. Like, yes, you you see a cheetah or a predator in fast motion in slow mo. You are going to see little muscles ripple here and there as they, but it's not slow mo here. You shouldn't be able to see that sort of stuff. It shouldn't be able to focus on that sort of stuff. Well, it's not only that, but it just makes them look chubby. Like <laughs> they needed this run. <laughs> well, we have mentioned, and a lot of fans have mentioned just how chubby these raptors are. <laughs> especially blue <laughs> it's um a lot of rats or a lot of rats but yeah and it's the same yeah yeah <laughs> it, ha- it happens a lot and we're gonna get more of it when we get to that final battle as well <laughs> um but uh, as the minute ends claire starts uh saying no no and pushes the boys back into the rear of the vehicle so they can't see the monitor she's uh getting flashbacks here to ACU going after the Indominus the first time and doesn't want the boys to see what may or may not happen on the screen. <laughs> yeah, things could go south very fast, and she knows that. Yep. And doesn't want the boys to see. But uh, uh, anything else on 93 before we get into novel comparisons? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, Owen sped up joining the four Raptors, a team of five on the hunt. Uh, they reached the clearing in the dense rainforest. Uh, I'm not quite sure how Owen was able to ride his bike through that dense rainforest to get to the clearing, but uh, he did. He managed to get there with the raptors. And a few soldiers climb out of the vehicles and uh, climb into the lower branches of some surrounding trees for a better vantage point. And in real life, you're not going to put yourself in a... Not a dangerous situation, but a, a hazardous situation. Just to get a better shot. <laughs> then, then I'm not going to try and climb a tree to be able to shoot the Indominus from it. Uh, <laughs> as we see, as we see in the film, they take up positions around the site using logs and that sort of thing as natural barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's it's tip. It's not the movies where we see uh, soldiers trying to get better vantage points and that sort of stuff. You you got a weapon mm-hmm. as long as you got a line of sight, you got a good vantage point. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, um, so that's uh, that's a bit of 93, Dave. Not so much of a quick one, but a little bit there to discuss. Uh, we'll get heavy for today and come back next week with 94. All right. <laughs>